Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. I'm here with Dale Bertram. Uh, Dale, you've been doing comedy on YouTube, right? That's correct. It's uh, probably one of the easiest ways for me to uh, talk with people, really. And, like, how long have you been doing that now? For comedy in general, I'd have to say probably about three years for comedy in general for YouTube. I think I started my YouTube channel last year. And, like, when you do, have you ever done stand-up or you just do mostly your comedy, like, on YouTube? Yes, I've done stand-up a few times, and I've also done a few roasts. Oh, shit. Really? So, you, like, where? At uh, friends' parties. We have a lot of uh, fun with the uh, roast. Like, we get together, we drink a little bit to get rid of the uh, social inhibitions, which is a big part of you know, comedy. Then we just should talk. But for the stand-up, I've actually done a few local bars. Cool. And have a lot of fun with that. Right on. And I, you live, I've, I've had, uh, for, the, for my listeners that are jumping on, this might be your first episode. I've had Dale on before. We talked about philosophy and differences between uh, uh, Zen and Eastern and Western philosophy. Uh, you should check that episode out, uh, com. But, shameless plug there. Uh, last time, um... Last time we were talking, you told me where you were from, but I, I have forgotten since then. Uh, I do know it's in the U.S., but I forget where. It's part of uh, Texas. Texas? You live... You know I don't have accent. <laughs> where? Sorry. Texas? Yes. Even though I don't have a southern accent. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you are by far... The least Texas-sounding Texan I've talked to in a long time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what part of Texas are you talking about? It's uh, it's uh, considered West Texas, but really it's like, like the town itself is like dead century in the uh, mouth of Texas. Oh, okay. Is that like near Dallas or Austin, or is it more like out somewhere oh, else? It's actually uh, about the same distance between... Uh, Dallas and Austin. Oh. It or not. What's the name of the town? Do you mind sharing the name of the town or would you rather just hide? <laughs> I don't know. Just like, after uh, a recent defense video I made for uh, a certain YouTuber, so I'm pretty sure some people want to uh, oh. beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to beat you up. So you're hiding. You're hiding right now. <laughs> you're hiding. <laughs> what the, what the, what kind of video did you make? What did you say? What did you do? <laughs> you know, the YouTuber Boogie298, he's a big influence on me. And pretty much I did a defense video for him because someone tried to call him a, you know, emotional manipulator. And uh, apparently it got a lot of uh, people... Uh, who are fans of this one guy pissed off, and you know they tend—they seem to be the outright crowd. So I really don't want a lot of Nazis going after me for saying well, that uh, you know people who are depressed are not manipulative. 
<laughs> so, okay, let me get this straight. You made a martial arts video to defend yourself against emotional manipulators? Uh, uh, I defended Sogi uh, tonight, ate uh, the YouTuber from uh, these guys who were calling him a, an emotional manipulator, even though he was, you know, he's not, he's just someone who's dealing with a lot of depression. Oh, 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 so, so you were doing, and so, and the, per, the, okay, so you did a YouTube video about another YouTube personality? Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then a bunch of alt-right neo-Nazis got pissed off about this, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, the interesting thing is, the guy who I was responding to, he and I were actually about to do a uh, podcast to discuss uh, your different viewpoints, but, you know, his Hunter crowd seemed to be like the, you know, outright crowd, and, uh, you know, he, somehow, there's a lot of uh, issues that were happening, and we can do it, so, pretty much, uh, he made a big uh, two-hour video trying to deconstruct my uh, argument against them, but then, so you could see a bunch of trolls making fun of me just for my voice and all this other stuff. Just because, you know, I was saying, well, I don't really think that it's right to call someone a emotional manipulator who has really no reason to manipulate anyone. I mean, like, Bogey to 988, he's rich as hell. I mean, he doesn't have any need for that type of stunt. So he called you an emotional manipulator? Oh, no. Uh, Bogey two nine eight eight was being called by this guy. Oh, okay. So like, this guy. So you two, you and this guy have been like having an online YouTube debate, but not like directly with each other. Like, you make these long videos calling each other out, and then and then you start going on like philosophical tangents. Is that is that what <laughs> is that what I'm doing? Am I understanding this correctly? Uh, like, pretty much, what happened was, like, the guy made this video about Bogey, so I responded to that video. He then made a, wait, 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 he made a video about Bogey? Yeah. What, what the fuck is a Bogey? Oh, Bogey2988, the gaming guy. Bo <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm so lost. I am so lost, Dale. I don't know what you're talking about. Bogey, wait a second, wait a second. Okay. Let's take let's take like a hundred steps back here. Bogey. You know the guy who does the Francis sketches. Like, ah, okay. All right. I got Mountain Dew. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, so, I, okay. Let me. So th there's a guy named Bogey. What's his full handle? It's a YouTube guy. Yeah. And He's his YouTube guy. His, and his name is Bogey. Bogey two nine eight eight. Bogey two nine eight eight. And this guy does like fastest videos on YouTube. This guy, what he does is he makes these funny comedy videos, but he also talks about like the why he's always dealing with depression, which is uh, related to his overweight, uh, you know, his overweightness, and you know, he's lost a lot of weight. And sometimes he he doesn't like getting these debates. So this other user named uh, scratch point. What he did was he made this uh, video trying to call him out and call him a emotional manipulator. And then that's when I did a response video. Oh, okay. So you and a guy named Nelson, right? Uh, scratch point. 
Flashpoint. Flashpoint? Uh, Scratchpoint. Yeah. Scratchpoint. Okay, so you and a guy named Scratchpoint have been going at it with a guy named Bogey, making videos about different topics. It sounds like Bogey was doing something about depression and getting overweight comedy videos kind of roasting each other and then you kind of made a response video it sounds like you all three of you though are kind of just all doing this in good fun right like you all don't have a problem with each other you're just doing it to be funny well scratch point i think he was making he's a little uh distrusting of buggy because uh there's actually this podcast which buggy was part of where um pretty much buggy was Saying stuff about, I forgot exactly what it was, but uh, apparently a lot of people who would be called social justice warriors didn't really like it. But then the scratch point guy, and you know, he's a very conservative, oh. and he tried to call out Bogey for trying to be uh, middle road, and saying that Bogey the 2988 might just be trying to hide behind depression to avoid criticism. And so that's when I made my video in response to the spending scratch point. Because you know, Boogie two nine eight eight. If you follow his videos, he's actually a very uh, good guy. I don't see that ever happening. Ah, uh, okay, all right. So let me let me clear up this this online telenovela you got going on. Um, you and Flashpoint and Bogie have been making videos about different topics. You actually, even though Bogie's a little conservative, you're cool with him. Flashpoint got a little upset at Bogey and started calling out Bogey and making fun of his depression. And then from there, a bunch of trolls jumped on in the mix and started talking shit about everyone. Uh, that's close. I mean, like, Bogey, he's a centrist, like, very centrist. He's a centrist, um, okay. Flashpoint, he's the conservative one. Like, ah, okay. And Flashpoint, I figured this out, like, right after the first video. Because then I saw, like, he has, like, a lot of stuff about. Jordan Peterson and the other guys from the outright movement, and you know, pretty much things became a clusterfuck right after we were going to. Oh, so, so, was I am I allowed to use the hours uh, on your channel? Uh, podcast? Are you are are you asking me if you're allowed to say fuck on my podcast? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> uh, it was terrible because, like, you know, we were going to do this uh, podcast, you know, me and Scratch Point, where we discussed uh, the views and stuff. And, you know, he was very respectful to me, but, like, a lot of his uh, viewers were kind of doing their usual troll comments. And one of them was actually somehow able to accurately guess that I had autism. Uh, but, you know, uh, <laughs> It was really weird because I don't think he really knew what autism was. He was trying to use it as a uh, euphemism for, uh, you know, mentally handicapped, <laughs> even though it's not. Yeah, yeah. So so he was just trying to be an asshole. And, and like, and we talked about that last time in the last episode, how you're on the autism spectrum. But that doesn't at all make you any less, like, sharp or, or quick to, to say what you're going to say. Um or, you know, or hinder you in your communication at all. It's just something that, that happens to be part of your life. You know, yep. it's, um, so like, again, I just, I'm just going to keep clarifying this for my listeners. Cause this is, this is interesting. Flashpoint to conservative. Bogey is a centrist and you all have been making videos 
Um, things were going pretty cool up until uh, Flashpoint kind of started attacking Bogey. And then some trolls started jumping in and making some troll comments about you. And now uh, it seems like Flashpoint is a little more of a conservative and, and is a little more involved with the alt-right movement. Is that right? Yeah, so it appear from like a lot of his videos, like very outright, like you know, it's pretty much something you'd expect on like the 4chan politically incorrect threads. Was he <laughs> was he wearing khakis? <laughs> I, I wish I knew, but I mean, like he has like he usually does like these videos without any uh, you know camera, so you, I can't really tell. Like he has a like picture on his. Uh, you know, icons and stuff, and it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so all this led to uh, the idea that you definitely don't want to disclose what part of Texas you're in, because you're kind of having a, some problems with Flashpoint, who's part of an alt-right crowd, and you don't want a bunch of neo-Nazis or, or alt-right, khaki-wearing, tiki-chorchy mob showing up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did I sum this up right? Or? Yeah. Like, on one end, you don't want to have, uh, uh, like, Nazis come at your door. On the other end, you don't want a bunch of anarchists knocking at your door. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I guess that's where I'm lucky being where I'm at. Like, I'm in another country, so. It, they, they, it, 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 I would be surprised if even one person actually showed up and said, tried to call me up. They have to find me first. I can tell you where I live. It's not going to help. It's hard to find it. It's hard to find it even with the GPS. <laughs> well, damn, man. So, so you've been doing comedy now um, as something that you love to do for five years. Obviously, doing comedy in a small town is not easy. I mean, doing comedy in a big city is not easy, but in a small town, it's kind of even harder. Is it something that you were that you do more of a hobby as a hobby or is it something that you'd be like interested in like do you write out your sets do you have a set yeah um, i'm actually working on a formal set right now so i can get more gigs and uh, impress more people by usually improv it okay okay it's very fun because like um as someone with autism i have experienced a lot of you know awkward situations and uh that has kind of helped me to build funny little stories, kind of like the same type of humor as, say, Larry David, except for obviously spoken out. And with my YouTube channel, uh, you can see uh, early on I've done some skits where I made fun of Alex uh, Jones and uh, Trey Gotti, <laughs> but you know, as if they were gamers. <laughs> hmm. And you're like, you're, oh, what's your what's your YouTube handle so people can check out your, your work? It's uh, the game philosopher. Although a lot of it uh, has been for the most part uh, blogs about philosophy, I've actually been getting a little bit back into making more active comedy videos. So, do you have any comedy videos out right now, or uh, tomorrow I have this really short video um, that I have right now unlisted. Okay. But it's about, uh, it's pretty much uh, a cover of uh, Mozart uh, and a song where he's telling uh, 
Goat, the deck is that. You know, obviously an insult towards Goat. The I think yeah, I think what? Um, and he's uh, anyway, white instead of his, I was telling the trolls to do it. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> All right. What? What? Uh. Today is July twenty second, so that'll be out July twenty third. Um, and your and your YouTube handle is the Game Philosopher. Red Game Philosopher. The, the Game Philosopher. Sorry, one more time. The TT Game Philosopher. Ah, TT Game Philosopher. Yeah. All right. The. Cool. Cool. Well, what I'll make it easy too for my listeners, I'll I'll put the uh, I'll put the link to his YouTube in the episode notes on my YouTube as well as my website. That way, you don't have to try to search it. It's hard to look for like sometimes I'm, look, I'm looking for channels on YouTube and I try to type in the person's handle. And that's like the most fucking hard way to find someone. I, I feel like there's got to be an easier way because like I feel there's like. There's like your user handle, and then like then there's the name of the show, right? So like, for example, my YouTube channel is called Social Jello, but I believe my handle name is like SG or the Social Jello or something different. So it makes it hard to search. Like when you're looking for just it, when you're looking for that on YouTube, it's easier to Google it for me. Like if you Google Social Jello with Angelo, you'll find a bunch of stuff that I've done. But if you just look at the Freud on YouTube, it's so hard to find. And like now I have, a, you know, YouTube does everything it can to get annoying to creators. Like, uh, there's actually this video I posted. Uh, it was actually a gameplay video, and I this is one of the reasons why I stopped doing a gameplay a video in general. They people even if you got on on you know unlisted, they will copy strike you <laughs> like just really fast. Cop- oh, you mean like. They'll for for copyrights. They'll hit you up for the copyrights. Yes, and it's like really weird. Like they find it out within like the first uh, minute or two of you know, publishing your video. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty quick on that. Like for for me, it's mostly music. That's why I have to be really careful with music. Um, like they'll they'll they'll, they'll claim a copyright real quick. Luckily, I mean, ever since I st- I stopped using other people's music, um, I used to put like small clips for some of the YouTube videos I did when I was traveling. Um, I would use like small clips of music in the background and stuff and I was always getting hit for copyright. I got hit by a copyright violation for using the Batman Return soundtrack for a roller coaster ride that I was on in Japan. And like, it was funny because the copyright, this was Batman Returns, the Tim Burton version. So it's from like Tim Burton, but I guess the copyright is now owned by some German company. Because Germany banned my video. It's like, your video has been banned in Germany. I was like, fuck. But it was okay well, in America. <laughs> well, you know, the stereotypes, they were like, uh, they were like shit. Yeah, I guess, I guess Germans just, they're not down with copyright violations of Batman, though. <laughs> they take their Batman music seriously. They want their, uh, wait a minute, that would be a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> you stopped yourself. You stopped. Were you going <laughs> to yeah. make fun of Germans? <laughs> yeah, I was making Nazi jokes, and I realized, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Because, like, people get offended by, like, you know, one or two jokes. I was going to say that they like their, uh, I'm just going to say it. They like their Batman, uh, 
stuff pure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't get offended. Who cares? <laughs> so, you have attention for me. Good. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, like, really, I think that's something that, what, that whole thing, like, there's nothing sacred in comedy, right? That's what they say in, in like, for comics that, that have taken comic courses or gone to comedy workshops to work on their, on their stuff. They say that there's nothing sacred in comedy. And it's just like this idea that you're allowed to make fun of anything. You're allowed to make fun of anything. I mean, really, that's the whole beauty of free speech. And that's why I think stand-up has become what it's become, like, in the U.S. It's very, stand-up and comedy in the U.S. is very different from stand-up comedy in other countries because of, of our freedom of speech clauses. So I think some people really get, they, they really end up with a stick up their ass because of, like, the idea that, I have to watch what I say to avoid offending someone because of X, Y, Z reason. And they sometimes forget that in comedy, like, if you don't like it, then just don't listen to it. It's that simple. I was having, I was talking to someone who, uh, I was talking to someone, like, I feel like maybe my generation's different, I guess, because I'm like, I was born in 1982, so I'm not a millennial. Uh, I share a lot of the same values, but I'm part of the Generation X crowd. So, like, I guess the way we found escape from a lot of the bullshit that was happening, racism and all that other shit, was to make fun of it. Like, my, my era is the era of Dave Chappelle. Like, we, we went out listening to getting into stuff that if something was controversial, we'd just make fun of it. And we'd, if someone felt had a stereotype of some sort, we'd make fun of that stereotype. And we didn't mind using whatever language we wanted to use to get that point across. But, like, I feel like now, now, like, recently, this new generation is very, very culturally sensitive to not offend anyone. And, like, I, I was talking to a co-worker of mine who was telling me about uh, the movie Harold and Kumar. Have you seen Harold and Kumar? I've seen all of them except for probably the Christmas one. Okay, cool. So you've seen them all. All right, so he was talking about Harold and Kumar Part 2. Uh in the scene where 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 the white supremacists thought that Harold and Kumar were Mexican and um and he kind of just he's like he asked me he's like cuz he's younger he this guy this guy's a millennial he's like have you ever seen the, you know the Harold and Kumar show he's like and he kind of he kind of told me the bit about the, the these neo nazis find Harold and Kumar and for all of my listeners if you haven't seen Harold and Kumar Harold's Asian and Kumar is Indian but these neo nazis think they're Mexican and they say, I think they're Mexican, you know, they're, they're, we got these two Mexicans. And then, so it's funny because my, the, my coworker said this and he said, oh, like, I know, but it's kind of racist. Uh, you know, I, I have, I, I remember Harold and Kumar, it's kind of racist for me to th say this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't think it's racist. Like, I, I, it's funny. I, I don't, I mean, in the context of neo, of making fun of neo-Nazis, they made a, a racist joke to make fun of neo-Nazis. I, I don't see how that's racist like to me racism is about like kind of picking on a certain group and belittling them but when we're talking about or, or like using your power to execute your power over them or take away their rights but when we're talking about comedy and they're just making fun of something i don't know i guess for me i'm a little more laid back when it comes to that kind of shit like i don't I don't see making fun of racism as racist. I don't know if that makes sense. 
it makes perfect sense. And you know, the funny thing is, like, you've all, I think everything's political today. Like, you know, if you were to make fun of, say, Donald Trump, you get a lot of alt right people getting really pissed off at you. Well, uh, if you make fun of anything else, pretty much uh, the social justice crowd makes fun, like, not makes fun of you, but you know, they attack you. Yeah. So, you look at the history of comedy, like, they say the earliest uh, stand ups were actually the cynic philosophers. And if you know anything about philosophy, the guys who didn't really give a fuck about anything. <laughs> like, yeah. No, that, that, that's true, though, right? Like, right now, if you start making Trump jokes, the alt right people will start coming after you. But you'll end up having the demographic of all the progressives, right? But if you start making fun of Hillary Clinton, like all the progress, well, not all the, but a lot of progressives will get mad at you. If you start make, if you make fun of Bernie Sanders, you're fucking, you're done, you're done. Progressives will cut you off quickly. So like, um, it's funny how like uh, how polarized it's become. How polarized it's become. Like you can't. Yeah, when it comes to like politics or, or people like people have their tribes and and, and they want they want their com, their com, their comedian to be a part of their tribe, if you will. And like you know, it makes comedy a little bit more complicated today. I mean, like of course you could probably start you know insinuating different things because like you know a lot of people if they don't really uh, think about things rationally, they won't realize what an insinuation is. Though, so they won't get really pissed off about it, but. You know, if you were to say directly, uh, some type of joke and mock this person or that person, you know, people will be up in arms. But, you know, the old days of comedy, pretty much the biggest thing is to not give a fuck. And so uh, people didn't care back then. And uh, comedians were like the biggest people, not only for social change, but also freedom of speech, as we've talked about, uh, and uh, all these other really great things. So I think really... Uh, it's kind of weird because like everyone's trying to attack comedy and the weirdest thing is when comedians attack these uh, social justice warriors because then the comedians become a little bit more uh, hacky with their humor to try to purposely offend everyone so as if comedy is being attacked on the outside and on the inside it's like there's no hope or anything like that yeah I know it kind of sucks well like what I've seen it like as is people um Again, going back to what I said, I guess it's a generational gap as far as I come from a generation when I was, oh shit, I remember when I was in like in the 80s, in the 80s, there was like blatantly racist comedy. I didn't have to sit there and think to myself, hmm, I think this comedian might be racist or that was sort of racist. Like if you hear some of, uh, like some of Peter Tosh's work, like some of the shit he says is, kind of racist he doesn't use the n-word he'll just use like a joke and he's actually making a joke about stereotypes or he's making yeah mostly he's making a joke about stereotypes by taking the role because he's a white guy so he takes that role as the white guy and kind of plays that character of that white guy who doesn't understand stereotypes and says the wrong thing that's a character he portrays like people don't get People don't get that some people that do comedy, that person you see on stage is not the same person they are off stage. A lot of them create a persona. They create a character. And suddenly people get it all twisted and they're like, oh, you know, that guy's a racist, right? And it's weird because, like, I came from an era where there was fucking racist comedy. Like, straight out, flat out 
racist comedy. They would use the N-word. I had a friend of mine whose dad was um, from the 70s. You know, his dad is from the previous generation, a baby boomer. And he's from Illinois. And he had this CD of this this comedian who was who was doing comedy shows in, in the South. And that guy was just straight out a white power, white supremacist doing comedy. And he would talk about it and like joke around about it and talking about, you know, hanging, hanging people of color and using the N word and laughing and joking about it, like really blatantly racist jokes. So you, there was no way you would listen to it and be like, ah, I think he might be racist. Like, no, he's straight out talking about killing and hanging people of color if they come into his neighborhood. That's racist. There's no gray area. And me, I don't have to have to think of a mental construct here on whether this guy's trying to or not trying to be racist. He's straight out being racist. He's a racist. He's openly admitted to it. So it's weird for me to see comedy now where people are trying to shy away from that kind of comedy. They're not being openly racist anymore. And they're trying to actually be a little bit, even though they don't have to be. Like I said earlier, the rules of comedy say you do not have to be politically correct in comedy. Nothing's sacred. But they're still trying but even in their efforts of trying, like they're still being slammed down and being called racist for trying to make fun of stereotypes, which is kind of funny, I guess, or sad. I don't know where to go with it. <laughs> you know, Zobiani, he's an Iranian uh, stand-up guy I really like. He actually does comedy just to point out those stereotypes all the time. He actually does really funny uh, you know, scenario where you know, the reason why Buddhists don't have uh, suicidal bombers. It's like, I was going to blow myself up. I don't feel like it now. Something like that. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. He also made fun of like the differences between Arabs and uh, Iranians. And pretty much his whole entire uh, thing is to try to point out these different stereotypes so we can get beyond the stereotypes. And I really think that's really where comedy has a role in. So with the Masjo Bidiani, like really what he's proved with a lot of his uh, humor is that the comedy um, always has this somewhat of a role where it makes fun of uh well, not really just makes fun of but it exposes these tragic things uh that happen in society or even the silly things that happen in you know society and tells us in a way which we can you know understand and comprehend without too many the negative emotions, why these things are bad, and it tells us how so, you know irrational it is, so that things can change. But you know, the big problem is when you have a very uh, prudish uh, society, these things usually don't happen. In fact, people come around and they try to find a way to fight each other, and chaos erupts. And you know, even chaos itself can be funny yeah. because everything is funny when it's correctly viewed. Even if I fail to tell a joke, that can be funny too. Like. You know, memes, if I were to have a poorly edited meme, I still I can make it funny because it's poorly edited and that itself is funny. So pretty much comedy even takes the bad side of things and it still makes it funny some way or another. You can't really escape it. Yeah, like I said, like I think it has to do with more like with this whole Puritan, not Puritan, but like, yeah, like you said, kind of like, I guess I don't know, not not Puritan. Like you, you were say, you used the word uh, like British. Uh, yes, Pr British. Yeah, British. Yeah, British. <laughs> British. To be like 
just really too like virtual just like too so, so stuck into the way you see the world that it you have you have a hard time letting loose and just take kicking back and laughing at something like it's really regimented and that can go either way no matter what side of the fence you are on politically i was um i went to uh i went to this bar out here and i didn't know it was an english pub and i asked him it was uh it was saint patrick's day out here and i asked him for an irish car bomb and the guy was like, you're at a British pub and you're asking for an Irish car bomb. And I'll, he's like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I'm sorry, man. Like, okay, I'll, I'll just take a, I'll take a Guinness and a shot of Irish whiskey and uh, uh, some Baileys, please. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like, I'll make it on my own. But then I started thinking about that. Like, you know, he was kind of offended because, you know, the, the whole history of, of um of Ireland and and the and the and the British and North Ireland and all the terrorist attacks and all that stuff. So I had to think to myself, would I be would I be offended if a bar like an American bar or or a different type of bar served a drink called the 911 or the or the Twin Towers? Oh, the Twin Towers would make a fucking awesome drink, right? The Twin Towers could be like like two shots of um of 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 rum or whiskey and then like you drop that into a into a beer of some sort right like the twin towers and you have like two beers and you have to chug them but like would i be offended if they had some of like the twin towers or the or the or the uh or the 911 or the 911 would i be offended by that the 911 uh i don't know if if they had like a shot called the 911 B2 uh w w like the 911 Boeing Twin Tower like something like that making fun of that event and then i i thought about it and i was like yeah dude i, I probably wouldn't give a fuck like I, I would drink that i think that'd be funny but that's just me like <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't find myself attaching my like i can separate the two the two events as like it's tragic what happened but at the same time, it's just a fucking drink, and it's it's a it's kind of a joke. Like it's not, not that I don't take life that seriously. But maybe I should. <laughs> this drink uh, thing right now, like you know, I once went to a local uh, store and I was looking for beer. But you know, when you look at beer, you sometimes see a uh, cider, and this is pretty fucked up. But it's there's. Uh, cider, which uh, is called suicider, and it kind of made me laugh. I mean, like, I don't even know why. Oh, yeah, that would be a good one, too, a suicider. <laughs> I'd drink that. I would, I would drink my depression away. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, hey, we just hit the time, man. We, we, we're, at, we're at over 30 minutes, so, so that's, that's, we, we have, that's the full podcast right there. Um, is there anything you want to make? Any anything you want to tell my listeners before we sign out? Well, I guess if there's any wrap up, uh, on my side, it's like just to not be you know uptight and to uh, just you know have fun and uh, joke around every once in a while. It's actually pretty good for your health. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. I guess I guess my message for my wrap up is the same thing, like um don't take lives too seriously have your values have your beliefs that's cool you know follow follow what you feel is, is 
is true and right. But at the same time, like sometimes you just gotta learn to just kind of relax and 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 let that shit go, or it'll if you, if you're always on the hammer of of your ideology at one point, like you, ne you never relax. That that's not good either. That's not good either. All right, brother. Um, I'm gonna sign us out here. Uh, Social Jello with Angelo. www. Let me try that again. www.socialjello.com. You can check out the rest of my material. Um, and uh, one episode every month. This episode will be released in September. This is one of my September episodes. Uh, so definitely check it out. Normally the format is talking to expats and following expat life in Japan. Um, today I interviewed Dale just because he's a funny guy. So I, I like talking to him about shit. So. I'll catch you all later. Peace.